Welcome to the podcast of Fairmount Presbyterian Church in Cleveland Heights, Ohio, where we feature our worship sermons. Listen again to past sermons from home, when you are traveling, or wherever you are. Listen in if you need a moment of reflection, inspiration, and love. Well, any, if there are children who are still here today, our younger listeners, three things that you can be listening for. The first, what is the right day for healing? The second, what happened to me last week that I needed healing from? And three, how many times do I say the word healing? So three things to be listening for. In my first few days of being a hospital chaplain, I met a woman who was in deep grief because she had just learned that her diagnosis was terminal. I sat with her as she questioned why and where was God and how could this happen and why can't God heal me? As she kept talking, what I realized was that yes, she wanted to be healed in a physical way so that her life could be extended, but the deeper healing that she was seeking was of her relationship with her daughter a relationship that had been fractured for many years. She didn't know if it could be repaired, if that could be healed before she died. And it was causing her great agony. It was in that moment that I came to understand that the healing that we so often ask for or the outcome that we think that we want is perhaps not the healing we are most in need of. I would venture to say that for everyone in this room and online, there is something in our lives, whether it is physical or mental or spiritual or relational, that's in need of healing. And so the story of Jesus healing this woman, taking away her pain and suffering, it draws us in so deeply. This woman has been suffering for many years, and she seemingly just happens to be in the synagogue at the same moment as Jesus. And Jesus sees her. Luke doesn't indicate that she's said a single word or done anything in particular to get Jesus' attention. And yet he not only notices her, he sees her. And he reaches out to her to offer healing. The religious authorities see this going down and they chastise her. Come and be healed on the days when it's permitted, they tell her. But Jesus is having none of that. Hypocrites, he calls out. Don't each of you on the Sabbath untie your ox or your donkey from its stall and lead it out to get a drink? Then isn't it necessary that this woman, a daughter of Abraham, a.k.a. one of us, be set free from her bondage on the Sabbath day? Jesus knows that the need for healing is so important that it cannot be restricted to certain days of the week. When there's an opportunity for healing, that becomes the priority. This woman's well-being becomes the priority. And so by drawing near to her, speaking a word of deep knowing and compassion, touching her, he heals her. And a word of praise for God is spoken. So too it is with the psalmist. The suffering person cried out, the Lord listened and saved him from every trouble. A week ago, last Friday night, I had a severe allergic reaction to raw honey. 
And so after my face and even my ear, did you know your ear could swell? After my face and my ear went down in the swelling, I was still covered in hives. And so I spent the past week on Benadryl <laughs> trying not to itch. It's been pretty miserable. <laughs> and so I was sitting in my office a few days ago trying not to itch by being distracted by reading the Bible, being ready for Sunday. And I almost threw that Bible across the room when I read that line. The suffering person cried out, the Lord listened and saved him from every trouble. I do not feel saved from every trouble. And these hives are the least of the concerns of the world right now. But you'll be proud of me. I did not throw the Bible. And I kept reading. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He saves those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous have many problems. This belief in God, our faith in Jesus, is not preventative medicine. The righteous still have many problems, but they are not alone. We are not alone. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and Jesus notices us, and in that there is healing. Jesus isn't the only one who has the ability to see, to know, and to value other people. Turns out that's within all of us to do. The greatest honor and sincere joy that I can experience in my life is hearing the stories of other people, standing together with them on holy ground. And this week alone, I have found myself in hospital rooms and rehab rooms and ice cream parlors and living rooms and here in the sanctuary hearing stories of lives well-lived, worries of what is to come, grief and saying goodbye for the last time, and the hope of new life. Now, I do not flatter myself to think that it is solely my presence that was healing but more a profound sense of gratitude to be able to experience the Holy Spirit's weaving of care and of grace through those sides that are too deep for words, to sense the closeness of God as we, the brokenhearted, sat together. And while I cannot fix the problems of the world, I cannot reverse the course of aging or disease, I cannot stop the inevitable from coming, it turns out... I find myself blessing the Lord, offering thanksgiving for the boldness of Jesus who stands firm and unwavering in his care for others, for us, and hoping that I too might find ways to follow in this practice and this upholding of what is sacred and important, each other's well-being. As my children grow, I'm learning more and more concretely and personally that third grade problems are not the same as second grade problems. And middle school problems are not the same as fifth grade problems. And I'm sure high school problems are going to be yet another ballgame someday. And the more I struggle to figure out how to adapt to all of this, the more I realize at the end of the day it's not the perfect retort or the right slang or the sage piece of advice that matters. It's the willingness to sit and listen, to offer a hug and whisper, I'm so sorry this is hard. I love you. 
Isn't that what Jesus does? We are days away from Thanksgiving, a moment that offers up all sorts of quandaries and stresses and opportunities. It can be a mixed bag of joy and of sorrow, of gratitude and longing. And so I wonder what it would be like if we entered this week with our eyes and ears and hearts open to the possibility of healing. How would that affect the preparations we make, the cooking we might do, and listening that needs to happen? How might our presence be an unexpected balm in Gilead? Or how might our willingness to show up be healing for our own ailments? And I don't pretend it's easy. We humans are complicated. We're not always kind to each other or reasonable or particularly empathetic. And yet we are God's beloved children. And isn't there a phrase that we're all just walking each other home? I don't know the intimate details of the healing that is needed in your life, but I do know that healing is sacred work. Sacred work that cannot be restricted to certain days of the week or moments of the year. It is work that we can chip away at intentionally or that sweeps over us when we least expect it. <coughs> healing is sacred work. And we are not left alone to accomplish it ourselves. The Lord is near. And by showing up for each other, we too can participate in this beautiful mystery. This morning, I want to invite you to take a moment and find this yellow insert in your bulletin. And think for a moment about who in our community, and you can interpret that however you'd like, but who is in need of healing? You can put that into the offering plate as it's passed later or hand it to me. But these are going to be things that we pray for in the coming week and as we come together again in worship next week. So friends, who in the community needs God's healing? We thank you for listening to a worship episode from Fairmount Presbyterian Church. Revisit this podcast site weekly for new worship episodes. Have a beautiful and blessed day.